Friends, don't you just love the fall? I don't know. I've really become a spring girl and loving the garden and all of that, but there's just something so cozy and refreshing about fall. It's not only that we're heading into a season, um, you know, pre-COVID where we would be able to be gathering with people and seeing everyone, but I think it's also a season where we all prepare for the new year. We're able to really sit and reflect on the year, and that's kind of what we want to talk about today. I have my mom here with me, and we are just going to talk about what this season is going to hold. You know, we started out the year by, you know, really digging into what's your why and what are your goals going to be, and I think it's safe to say for everybody that 2020 did not go the way that we expected. But what can we do right now? How can we make these 90 days still be intentional? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Hey friends, I'm Cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. All right, friends, it's been a little while, but mom, I'm so happy to have you back. Hello. So we are big fall people. We live in New England. We have a gorgeous, gorgeous fall, um, lots of really cute farms and apple picking and all the apple things. So this is, I would say for our family collectively, this would probably be our favorite season, I think. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I always used to think of myself actually as a winter person. I would get you guys out playing in the snow. Uh, I used to do when I was younger, ice skating and a lot of skiing and, you know, everything. So I always thought of myself as a winter person because I don't know I, I just like being cozy and, and then going out and having fun in the snow and all that but I think back and yeah we have had a lot of fun in the fall and we all love all the apple everything and um, all the beautiful fall leaves and the crisp air and I don't I naturally automatically cook more you know you're not so worried about the oven heating up the kitchen and the like you do in the summer, you know, it's, it warms everything up and everything smells good. And sure. I feel like roasting vegetables for three hours or (laughs) slow cooking. I'm always slow cooking something for dad, especially like a beef stew or something, even though I don't even eat it, but um, I just love all that. And I love all, like I said, all that apple, everything, uh, pumpkins and, and all of that. So yeah. And, but when you think of how, you and I have talked about a lot of our podcasts and things. We've talked about a lot of gardening things, which is really spring and summer for our area. Uh, there's a lot of things that we don't really get to enjoy until the weather, the weather really heats up more like June. You know, it takes us that long to, to enjoy getting outside sometimes. Yeah, I think we're coming in a really interesting place. Um, For those that have been listening so far this season, you know, we've kind of touched on the fact that um, for us kind of as a family, more so I guess as a quad, for those that don't know that term, it kind of blew up on Instagram in the best funny way possible. Uh, And I love that other people are using it for how they're doing things with their families, but the quad, we call that um, just basically um, my parents, Jared and I, and we all kind of work together to be making health decisions and work to keep my quality of life as best as possible. And so we call ourselves the quad. And so for us, this is a really um, 
uncertain season. We know that we're going to be facing some kind of more in just depth health issues and potentially looking at surgery. So when we were talking about this fall, I think there's been this overwhelming weight, but at the same time, I think it is really helping us focus on at the same time, what matters and really savoring all the good that there still is in this season. Yeah. I also think too, with just everything with the pandemic and it just makes you really reevaluate things. Even if you felt like you were a pretty grounded person, goal oriented person, we've all had to make changes. I'm amazed at how we're all figuring it out, but you know, and here we are even recording from two different homes mm-hmm. to, to still do this, you know? Um, so I think that makes you value like, gee, nothing's fully promised, but here we are in, you know, into the fall now. And yeah, how do we want to make it count? I think a lot of people, I've seen the funniest memes and t-shirts and whatever, just wanted to say goodbye to 2020 and would like to wake up to 2021. But you know what? That's never promised either. No one knows. Uh, Somebody made a really funny joke, so it's not mine. Um, Yeah, you're feeling like we're in a Jumanji movie. Somebody said, well, you know, they made a second movie when you think about 2021. (laughs) And I said, oh, very good. Uh, So we don't know. So yeah, savor what we have and where we're at and, and make it count. Yeah. And as you guys know, um, we are a huge fan of the Power Sheets Gold Planners. And one of the things that we love the most about this planner is that every 90 days you do a refresh. And this was before the pandemic, before, you know, we've utilized it differently. There's always that 90 day refresh because we know a lot changes in three months. Sometimes we meet goals or we realize a goal didn't turn into what we thought it would, or a goal isn't right for us in that season. And we love getting to these refreshes and being able to say, okay, let's go back to our prep work. What was our why? What were our goals for this year? How have the past three months gone? Like, let's evaluate it. And then what do we want to do moving forward? How do we want to make the next 90 days count? And it's exactly what you were saying. Like, I totally get wanting to just turn the page and say, you know what? I'm just going to wait till 2020. But the thing or is 2021 that, <laughs> or sorry. Yeah. To 2021. Cause you want to be done with 2020. <clears throat> and it's just, there are still 90 days. Like a lot can happen in 90 days. And that has really rung true for me. I've talked a lot over the years about celebrating each and every victory. I try to write down one victory a day. um, And I've been doing that for almost two years now. And even in the seasons that I've looked back at that have had the most train wreck disasters, like nothing like technically goal oriented was checked off. Everything got moved. I'm still able to look back and say, wow, there were still 90 things that I accomplished. There were 90 victories in that time period. And so as I'm heading into this one, you know, we've talked about the fact that I'm really not sure that for quite a while, I'm going to be able to track a victory every day or track whatever, because life might change. And I want to be able to right now savor all that's there. And in our power sheets, I love this page. It talks, um, it literally gives you a space to just reflect on what do you want to savor this season. And they say, slowing down to savor turns what we have into more than enough. And that is something that I know has really, really challenged me 
to think about, even if the season doesn't look at all how I wanted it to, where is the good there? Yeah. And I think um, you can apply that to any time in your life, but if you're looking through, you know, if you're somebody who is looking forward to just, okay, I want it to be 2021 or whatever. I know people who, who regularly, it's good to get excited about the next big thing, but if you're so wound up about preparing for that next big thing, whether it's a good thing or a hard thing, like what are you really being intentional about in that moment? You know, it's, it's going to be a blur these next 90 days. If you're just focusing on, Oh, I just want to be done. Okay. Well, if you really just want to think that way, don't you want to set yourself up in a good way for 2021 then if that's where your brain is, or like you said, um, when we were talking ahead of this, you know, in power sheets, um, they always say there's nothing magical about January 1st. Mm-hmm. So pick whatever, whatever that season is, you know, um, if you're somebody who's thinking about January 1st, or you're thinking about, oh, I want this to be the best fall ever, or whatever, you know, like break it down. And actually, we talked about using the break it down notepad, <laughs> you know, break it down. Um, so yeah, and maybe you're afraid to make some goals. Maybe you're thinking, I don't even want to set myself up for failure. I did go through that years ago. I think I talked about that on a prior podcast. I said, I should really write something someday that says, what's a Christian to do about goals? And I really should have narrowed it down more to what's a Christian mom supposed to do about goals because you're trying to be um, very present. You're trying to be very mindful as a parent, as a wife, as a, you know, for me as a Jesus follower. But if you get so caught up in your goals and you can get really on a, on a path that's really not about what God wants you to be doing, it's more about all these tasks. So I guess that's what I'm thinking about too, is we're talking about trying to make it count. Um, you can get caught up in all these goals and all these tasks. And then maybe you felt like, like you said, sometimes you go through a train wreck of a time and you didn't achieve any of these. So you almost don't want to set any goals because you don't want to be disappointed. I've had and that I- happen many times in my life. Yeah. And I can really relate to that more actually this year than any other. It was about two months ago and I was getting ready for August and I, you know, we do a big power sheet prep thing, which there's something special coming in a couple weeks on the podcast. So be on the lookout. But ultimately I was with my friends and we were working on this and I actually said to them, I, I had Normally I have my notes prepared and I'm ready. And I just said, I don't want to do this. I was like, cause there's nothing good. There's no point. I was like, I'm right now bed bound. I don't know what the future holds. It's too uncertain. There's no point because there's nothing good. And that was how I felt. And I actually was encouraged by my friends to actually sit in that for a little bit and really say, okay, God, like, I need you to tell me what I need to be doing in this season because in my physical viewpoint, there's no purpose, but I know that all things work together for those that love him and that seek him and obey him. And I was like, all right, what do you want me to do? And he gave me this image in Psalm one, which the amount of times that I've read Psalm one is ridiculous. And it wasn't until this exact season, I'm pulling out my Bible right now so that I don't butcher it. I really was like, Oh, I'm, I've been studying the Psalms cause I really feel like it's a really great balance between brokenness and just worship. And how do you balance the two of those things? And 
I'm reading through it expecting just to kind of look at it. And I went through a couple different translations and it talks about, you know, blessed is the one who delights um, in the Lord. Um, and that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit each season. It really in depth talked about how you bear fruit in each season. It's going to be fresh fruit and I just sat there reading that and I was like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Like, all right, Lord, like there is still fruit. And it got me thinking about just in our own season. So we live up here in New England. So in the summer, we do a lot of like melons and other things. Whereas in the fall, it's more apples. And you kind of get what I'm saying, which is that there are different seasons for each fruit. And it kind of opened my eyes to saying, all right, Lord, so maybe the fruit isn't going to be exactly what I thought it was going to be. But what fresh fruit are you giving me? And then we look back to the fruit of the spirit. And so that's been my theme over these past few months, which is just and going into the next 90 days. How do I savor the active fruit? How do I look and say, all right, Lord, there is fruit here. Please help me not only see it, but savor it. And that's been kind of a life-changing perspective that has really helped me go into a season that I could be really, really fearful about. And it's not that I'm not, but I'm really focusing on right now. And um, you made me think, we didn't discuss this before, that, you know, this is a time of harvest. So, um, you know, we've sown these good seeds and this fruits and we've cultivated things and, or we, maybe we've let some weeds come in We've whatever. I know, I know there's always a gardening thing that comes back with me. Bear with me if you um, are not a gardener. Um, but you can relate to that in your life. It doesn't have to be about an actual plant or fruit or vegetable, but it is a time right now of harvest. And, and you think about um, at least up in New England, I think it's probably all across the country is just how we decorate right now. You know, um, here you can purchase the corn stalks, you know, we're still having fresh corn come in, but you know, that's a neat decorative thing. Like people use all parts of that, you know, of the harvest, you know, for, whether it's for food or decoration, but it's also a time of storing up. Mm-hmm. So what's been keeping me busy is I was just um, this morning, I was cutting some fresh flowers. I don't have a whole lot left, but I was cutting some for a bouquet actually for your grandmother for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause we're just acknowledging birthdays. And I realized I'm learning a lot about saving seeds and I used to kind of save some of the seed heads of things more for a decor, like whether I was going to, put it in a decoration or something but now it's like I really want to learn how to save some of these seeds use the whole plant you know Mm -hmm. and so it's not just maybe for for you know a cut flower or for decoration as dried like wait a minute like I've been missing out on all these gorgeous seeds and I thought oh you know these I did the Mexican sunflowers those orange sunflowers that are pretty neat if people Mm -hmm. aren't familiar with them you can look at a picture but tons of seeds you know and I thought that's kind of cool so they grew like crazy in an area much higher than the package said they could go on some of them. They're um, way up at the hedges. Well, in the hedges are all these little birds that live there and they are just loving how close all these sunflowers are, their height. They hardly have to fly down and I'm left plenty for them. Like let them have seeds. I'm going to have some that I can share out to people. I'm enjoying the cut flowers. The birds are enjoying that. You think about 
what you just said in Psalm 1, I remember when I had my aha moment years ago with that because God just gave me this beautiful picture of the tree. You know, you think about its roots going down and it's getting that fresh water. It's, you know, it's hydrated, it's healthy. But a tree isn't just a tree for itself. It's a refuge for these birds. It may be shade for someone to sit under. You know, you think about, you know, the leaves that we maybe enjoy collecting or whatever, or the fruit that was coming from that tree. There's all parts of the tree that actually benefit, you know, um, this, you know, our whole ecological system. You know, a tree is so important. You think about how um, rainforests are being stripped regularly and that affects the animals, the habitats, everything. So it's never just about a tree. You know, I don't want to sound like a little too earthy crunchy for some people, but what we do and our actions um, affect that tree and affect nature. And if you're not somebody who's maybe a faith-based person, you can at least kind of think about that. You know, we have an impact. So we are affected by what's around us and we affect everything else. And I don't know. I just think just thinking about that as a time of harvest right now. Um, what else are you harvesting? What are you doing in these 90 days? Maybe you're doing something that you say, oh my gosh, I had this goal months ago. Uh, maybe it doesn't match with your why anymore. And that goal just isn't really useful for right now. And that's okay. Or maybe it's time to say, you know, I really had wanted to, I don't know, get something straightened out with your home or your finances or a relationship, something with your career or your health, whatever. Like now's the time to take a look at that. What, what can you harvest or are you planting something more for into next year? Well, and what's so beautiful about that concept as well is when we're thinking about all the impact, there are big and small impacts. You know, I'm even thinking, you know, if we're thinking about savoring all the good, right? Well, what does all the good entail? All the good doesn't just mean the huge answers to prayers or the things that go exactly right or checking off the perfect checklist that you've worked so hard on. Like those are all good things and we want to savor those. But for me right now, I want to focus on maybe not weeks, but days, maybe not even mm. days and just focusing on hours. Um, we've talked about a lot that a uh, just concept that our family has adapted uh, just throughout this journey of living with a chronic illness and kind of how do we face that is okay when well, we can't get through the weeks or we can't handle the months the days sometimes we can't even handle the hour let's just go by second to second minute to minute like we're gonna take this truly day by day and that has not been an easy thing um to adopt but it is something that i was thinking about in this and on the days when i'm feeling well enough i actually will track i write down like really short like five words max one good thing that i savored that day and it's really little things whether it's oh uh, i watched a funny tv show um the other day with jared or i pressed flowers with my mom one day, um, just little things. And I know that it may seem like, well, those don't really matter. But when I look back on these days, I'm able to say, wow, God was so good. Look at what good things happened on those days. And I've taken it a bit of a step further. And I'm a couple months into this whole thought process of savoring the fruit and really digging in because that is where I felt God calling me to go. So I do understand for some people, this is, you're going to hear me and go, you are doing way too much. 
It is personally just something that I have found great. It is not by any means the standards, but I've actually started each day really thoughtfully looking for the fruit because I don't want to just like savor it. I need to see it before I can savor it. So I like that. Say that again. So I, if I can't see the fruit, I can't savor it. And so what I've been doing is actually next to each of the savor every day, which is five minutes, I write what fruit of the spirit I actually either saw in someone else that I experienced myself, that I felt I was able to enjoy with somebody or that I was able to bear myself. So for instance, um, I had one day we had worked out a quarantine uh, way through lots of different things that we could stay with my parents for a couple of weeks. And one of them was a uh, time of my mom talking and pressing flowers and the fruit of the spirit uh, that I experienced that day was goodness. For example, I sent my sister, we have this really long story. It's a really funny confetti tradition. So I sent her this hilarious <laughs> prank card that would explode glitter when she opened it. Cause I, I knew that I couldn't just, you know, like when we were kids run into each other's bedroom and throw confetti on one another. So I had put joy as the fruit of the spirit, um, spirit that I felt that day. Um, I've talked about that I've experienced gentleness and peace and self-control. And I just mark that each day because what I'm really learning to understand is uncertainty does not mean that it's going to be unfruitful. Those are not the same things. You can be living in a very uncertain life and still be seeing his fruit. And that leads me into my goals for the next 90 days. You know, we're thinking about this and today, October 3rd, is exactly 90 days towards the end of the year. I didn't realize that until just a moment ago. So that's, that's cool. Really cool. Um, Cause that was not pre-planned, uh, but that is really cool. And so my word of the year has been grow. Uh, so if you've been around this past year, you've heard me talk about it every now and again, and they challenge you to have a word that you kind of focus in on for the next three months. So I always go off of my main word of the year personally. I know some people change it up every three months, but I want to grow presently. I want to stay focused on today because I could be thinking about all the things that could go wrong, will go wrong, that I'm fearful about, that are uncertain, that I'm upset about, and all of these things. But just like I have that opportunity, I also have the opportunity to focus on the good right now. And I will say, this does not mean that we suppress what's going on. I'm a huge fan of working with counselors and really doing that hard inner work because the things that are worrying us and stressing us out and that are painful need to be addressed. But I am really learning that there is a balance that we can savor the good and walk through brokenness all in the same season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think um, as much as there's been some awful things and people haven't fully accessed care in some ways, uh, telehealth is really been utilized quite well, especially yeah. with um, mental health and connecting people. And I've been super proud of a couple people that are really important to me um, that are doing the hard work of, of going through some tough times in their life. And instead of being like, well, I can't go and see so-and-so and I can't whatever, like they're both doing things over telehealth and, you know, they'd like to see the person in person. And at some point, hopefully they will. But you know, I'm glad. And they're doing other things too, of course. It's, you know, it's, it really has to be a holistic 
approach to really anything we're trying to solve in our lives. It's not meaning um, holistic in many different ways. You know, you're tying in lots of resources in lots of different ways to, to address an issue. So you're right. We don't just gloss over this. This isn't a, uh, everything's wonderful. And um, I remember reading some things when I was going through a hard time and it, sometimes you just need to sit with it. Like you said, when you weren't feeling like you wanted to, to work on, you know, any goals or anything, it's just, you have to just sit with that. And, um, and that's important too. That's meaningful too. But I love that you're being intentional. And for me, uh, my word of the year was clarity. And I knew when it was just the word that I was supposed to have, that it meant about being really brave, that I was going to see some really hard things. And here we are. <laughs> um, but I've really felt, even though sometimes I felt inadequate, um, I've also realized if, if we're really being intentional and we're seeking the right resources, we are equipped. And that's what I've been using. And um, we've had some different things through work where as far as wellness, you know, I'm certainly not meeting with somebody one-on-one for um, coaching session. And also my um, job description changed a bit with, with COVID, you know, uh, we are managing for a huge location. We are managing the whole COVID response. So that's a lot of my time on the phone and uh, emails and that kind of things. But I found a way to still realize like, wait a minute, I'm equipped to deal with this. And we're doing a lot of virtual, virtual type things as a company to stay connected. Cause a lot of people, um, if you're not essential, meaning essential onsite, you're more essential remote. Um, we have to stay connected. So um, that was a question that they just asked recently. We kind of have an internal social media page, kind of like a Facebook for the company. And that was a question like, what's your word, you know? And I thought, Oh, that's, awesome that they're asking people that and it was really interesting to see what came up and I said equipped and they were kind of looking at more like motivation for the week and I said I'm going to use this all month actually and then I kind of realized I'll do a follow-up thing I'm going to use this the rest of the year (laughs) because you know just even kind of sitting on a word like equipped um, is pretty powerful Mm -hmm. and And that's where I think we go back to like what you were saying, your 2020 word and like going, okay, like what's the why, why are Mm -hmm. we doing this? Because I think it's really easy to face uncertainty and just kind of feel like, well, there's no point. And there's, there's no reason to just keep going. I might as well just give up now and wait till like till life is better until this is better until this works out and sometimes we have to start right where we are and it doesn't have to be this big overhaul when I'm talking about well, what are my goals for the next 90 days I'm not looking to rehaul my life in 90 days like that is not at all my goal I'm I'm trying to just focus on the present and I actually, my goals sometimes are really specific and they are not um, this season. They are not specific in any way, shape or form. They have the why behind it, but there isn't a specific check mark because we can't always check like in a box perfectly the internal growth that we are experiencing and working on. And sometimes like this is where goals go beyond a checkbox. This is about, your life. And I know for the next 90 days, it's all about being in the present life. Like that's my, my goal. So I want to be able to seek life, um, in my personal growth and spiritual growth, um, and to savor life. So that's savoring the relationships that I have with people, with my family and in my marriage and friends. 
and just all the goodness that is still found in this time. I want to speak life, not only here, we're, we're chatting today, um, or on Instagram, but just within our own circles. We don't have to have a huge platform to make a difference. We have the people around us. God has put the people in our lives around us for them to encourage us and for us to encourage them. And that is not something to be taken lightly. We are encouragers and I want to speak life and, my fourth bullet point to my whole hope for the next 90 days is to just simplify life medically. I want to simplify how much Jared and I have as far as clutter and other things as we are getting into a season where things being simple are going to be like vital to us. And so again, as you're looking to think of, you know, what you're going to do with the next 90 days, you don't have to have all these different steps and things that can be ideas that you take and move them into the next uh, three months. Yeah. And I think it's also, um, you know, whoever you live with, whoever you spend your time with, think about how, you know, kind of like I was saying about how we affect the tree and the tree affects others. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, how we're doing affects other people, even if we're not sure Um, if we're kind of not in, in alignment, like I can have this whole thing, I'm feeling equipped and I'm going to do things that align with that. Like I've been very, um, very intentional about what I watch, whether it's on TV or, or whatever. I've, I really didn't notice it till it came up with a conversation that I had with your dad just recently. Like, he's like, oh, you can just watch something if you want. He kind of just had it on. I said, um, if you've noticed, I can't remember the last time I actually watched true TV. You and I have been doing some fun with a, with a TV show we were doing, but I don't just pick up the TV. I, I said, I don't even know what I still have on the DVR. And it's not that I'm not going to watch any TV, but I realized like it wasn't helping me. If like, I still need to be educated about what's going on in the world. It grieves me deeply what's happening with uh, just the division in our country and um, the pain people are, are experiencing. But if I can work on being healthy myself and making sure that that's an alignment too with maybe what dad's goals are, because I can be at a very different place than he is. And not that I would ever say I'm not going to work on myself because he's not into it or vice versa. Like you can't, you, you want to be in alignment with, with who your, um, who's, who your family group is, whether it's a husband, wife, kids, whatever. Um, Cause sometimes someone can get just so in one direction, Oh, I'm going to work on my health and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Well, you know, or even, you know, I joke about it, like even all the gardening, if I was doing all that stuff and these hobbies and these interests, but that's not benefiting my family in any way. Like I'm neglecting another area of my life. Um, that's not healthy either. So I would say too, as someone's really not sure about a goal or kind of where, like have those conversations. Um, we were just chatting about little things because we're in a season of real adjustment. We just had our youngest, your brother going to college and, um, you know, he's within an hour and a half, but he's still away. And we have this puppy <laughs> who has kept us quite busy. Um, we're adjusting to different things in our own jobs and our family. And like, you have to have those conversations because we talk about the season that we're in the season of fall, but like, what season are you in your life? I guess. So you and Jared as still a couple has only been married, you know, I kind of think you still as newlywed still in your first years. Um, you know, we're obviously much longer, other people are dealing with being single or um, even widowed or divorced or going through relationship struggles, the pandemic. It's very interesting how it brought people closer together or revealed things um, for people <laughs> in other ways. So 
I know I just hit on a lot of subjects right now in a couple minutes, but it's really about having the conversations, I think. And I think you and Jared naturally are good about having these conversations. So um, it, it might be something that we forgot to even mention, like have the conversations with the people who you spend your time with. Um, I think even at work, my coworker, if I were to ask her, I think she's noticed a change in me because I am doing some of these creative hobbies. I finally kind of went back to doing some hobbies and engaging my senses in different ways and my creativity um, has helped me be more of a blessing to other people. And mm. I'm always been an encourager. That's a big part of um, who I am, but I've encouraged people in different ways now because I've engaged some of these different hobbies and senses. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's what I think is so beautiful about, you know, when we, we start working on ourselves and we make sure that, you know, when our cup is full, we can give easily to others. And I think it's even better than when we're running on empty and we're trying to give someone something that we don't have to give. Mm -hmm. And I, I will say though, Jared and I are, we're very good communicators overall. Um, I would say just in general, but it really wasn't until quarantine, a few months into quarantine that we started actually talking about goals together, something that we always were, and we've talked about it here on the podcast that we have at times, um, I was always the one that if you thought of someone who was goal oriented and then someone who was go with the flow, like Jared was go with the flow. I was goal oriented. He was very much let's live presently. Enjoy right now. Can we focus on that when we get there? Whereas I'm like, here's the five-year plan. Here's all the things. <laughs> like, and that was just how it was. And so we were never really on the same page about goal planning. And it wasn't until really this year that he and I actually started working on some stuff together. And um, I was just blown away because for years I had been praying that we would be able to goal set together and be more aligned. Um, but it took a lot of work for us to get there and a lot of listening and, you know, listening to hear, not listening to speak. And mm -hmm. So I do challenge you if you're saying, oh, I wish that I had that in my marriage or I wish I had that with my friends or I wish whatever the case may be, start the work, be praying over it and slowly bring it into conversation. And it is something that when it is really important to you, it's ultimately really important to the people around you. But if they don't know that you feel that way and you don't start those conversations, they may just never come up. Um, and who knows, you may surprise yourself and that person may be like, I'm so glad I could talk to you about this. I just didn't think you were interested or whatever the case may be. So as you go into these next 90 days, if there's anything that you take from this podcast, it's that we hope that in even the smallest of ways that you can savor the good that is left, even if it is one text message, one photo, one hug with somebody, one whatever it is, it doesn't matter how small, there is still, knock on wood, good to be found in 2020. And it may not look how we had imagined. It may not look how we wanted it to, but there is still good that will be found in this season, but we have to be looking for it. And I would say one last thing, which could be a future podcast, I realized is I have a good friend who said to me, just the words uh, like goal setting, like really scares him. He was told that he needed to do something at work and he goes, I just mentally shut down. And I said, wow, well, 
you know, I've known him a long time and I was like, well, maybe you should just like kind of drop the word goal and just think about what do you want? Cause he is a very relaxed guy. Like you said, go with the flow. I, I was like, you know, they were asking him more from a career standpoint. And I said, so you can imagine your upper bosses do want to see that you have some, some goals, but maybe just look at it broader and just think about how do you want things to look? So I would say that too, for anybody listening now kind of popped in my head. If you're just overwhelmed by even thinking about writing down a goal or I don't know, how do you want it to look? How do you want things to be? And then you drill it down from there. Sometimes you start wide kind of how um, I was always taught to do writing papers um, when I went back for, for more nursing education and, you know, you picture a funnel, the funnel is wide on top and gets narrower. Well, that's, that's how we were taught to write. You throw everything in. Uh, we have to do a ridiculous amount of quotes. It's, you know, never about I, me or any of our opinions, but you know, it's very scholarly, <laughs> but you take all this huge stuff and you narrow it down. Well, why can't we do the same thing with what do you, how do you want to see the next three months, how do you want to start 2021? And, and if that's too scary, then that's when you say, well, gosh, maybe I need to have somebody help me with this. Like, who can I talk to about this? So that would be kind of my last little qualifying statement. But yeah, all good conversation today. Yeah, well, we are so excited to see what you guys do in the next 90 days and you know tag us on instagram let us know how things are going we would love to be able to cheer you on um as i know all of you are cheering us on and we so appreciate that so all right 90 days left we can do it i think we can do it friends as our time here comes to an end i want you to know the resources don't stop here If you want to check out the Power Sheets Goal Planner, head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com slash goals. There you will not only find the Power Sheets Goal Planner, but an interactive library of free resources called Grace and Goals, which holds blog posts, printable wildcards, Instagram videos, show notes, and these episodes right here to help you continue cultivating an intentional life right where you are. Whether it's cultivating an intentional life with your daily habits, planting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. So head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com or speakingtotheheart.org to access these resources. With Mick Delivery, get your favorites like a juicy quarter pounder, golden fries, and crispy chicken McNuggets. Ordering is easy. Choosing what you'll eat first, not as easy. Every day at McDonald's, share a classic Big Mac pack with two Big Mac sandwiches, two medium fries, and a 20-piece chicken McNuggets. Get it with McDelivery or mobile order and pay. Price and participation may vary. Delivery prices may be higher than at restaurants. Delivery fee, service fee, and or small order fee may apply. Get it contactless with McDelivery. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 